0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. In the book of Job, chapter 3, we find a man that has suffered extreme tragedy, and we walk with him down the path of fear and anxiety as he confesses that his greatest fears have come upon him. That path is familiar to some of us who have also suffered tragedy, but if we continue to read the story, we find that God not only had a purpose in the suffering of Job, but that suffering was the key to raising Job to new levels. Join us in today's message titled, Face it. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the broadcast.
1: Man Job. And the man Job is speaking these words after he has suffered what most of us would say the most terrible day that you can imagine. On that day, he lost his children. On that day, he lost his wealth. He lost his home. Everything physical, tangible about his life, he lost that day. And standing there is just him and his wife. And as he's standing there, mourning all those things, on the same day, his body breaks out. Yeah. In sickness. Boils cover his whole body. Mm. In one day. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say, I think you had a good day yesterday. When all that comes upon a person on one day, there's this extreme pressure beyond what most of us have ever experienced. Most of us have never ever in our lives experienced the type of outpouring of tragedy that happened to this man on that day. We stand here and we are blessed and we live in a country that is blessed and we have come up through difficult times or challenges. And even in some of those cases, we were blessed. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: On. Even our hard days, the worst days in our life, we have to look around and realize, man, I have been blessed. Yeah, yeah. My grandparents grew up on a farm farms in Arkansas planting and harvesting and doing everything else and i grew up in oakland california with a couch and a stereo in the house and all kind of other stuff i was blessed i've been blessed all my life yes, you are. my worst day i've been blessed and guess what they were living on a farm and guess what they said we was blessed from where our fathers came from yeah come on now yeah, yeah. Job is sitting here and he's expressing, I wish that the day I was born never even
0: happened.
1: I wish the day I came into this planet, God would just blot it out, make it darkness, forget about it, don't visit it, don't remember it, nothing. This is what we call depression. (laughs) Depression is when you wish you weren't here. You uh, you can't understand why things in your life are going, and you cannot find any energy besides the energy of complaining about your problem. And I say that with all compassion. Because some of us do have dark days. Some of us do have seasons of darkness. Some of us live under clouds of darkness at times, and there are things that happen in our lives that we wish we weren't there. We wish the struggles that we were in were not there, and finding praise on our lips is hard. So we were praising and worshiping, and the Lord said, go speak right now. We are in a season where darkness will some point cover the whole face of the earth. There's going to come a day when darkness is going to cover the whole face of the earth. But praise God, we are lights in a dark place. Praise the Lord. The church is a light because God's going to shut all the other light off and there will only be one light and it will be the light of Christ coming through the church. But if the church has become dim in its ability to praise, if the church has become dim in its ability to worship, if church has become dim in understanding how blessed we are and that the life and spirit of Christ is in us. That he is indeed a way maker, a miracle worker, that God inside of us is actually powerful beyond our imagination. That he loved us enough to die for us on a cross and say, I will not leave you alone, but I will send a comforter. He will be with you and he will be in you. For Jesus to say, he and I are one man. We stand before each other as lights of God, with the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of us, charged up. But we must do something to get through. You see, the Holy Spirit comes and he comes on the inside of us. And Jesus said this, unless a grain of wheat dies, it's going to live by itself. It will abide alone. In other words, when something gets planted in something else, when it is become and recognized as a seed, there is only one one way for the seed to be released from inside of itself. And it's called breaking. It's called brokenness. So you can't allow the life of God to come out of you until the shell of you gets broken on the outside. The shell has to be broken for the seed to break forth. If you've ever seen a little seed, when it's just starting to sprout, you'll see that the little sprout has at the bottom of it the broken seed. Why? Because the seed was there and the seed had to die to release the life that's inside of it. Job doesn't realize that he's a seed that's being broken. (laughs) Amen. See, I was seasons in my life. I thought I was going, I thought I was under a curse. Lord, I love you, but why is this, why am I cursed? Why is this, why is all this stuff happening? Lord said, Ain't no curse on you. It's life on you, man. But I got to break that shell you've been living in all this time. I got to crack this shell you've been living in. You've been too comfortable inside. You got to be broken in order to release what's in you. Woo, hallelujah. Come on. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm excited about getting broken." Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm excited about being broken. How does He break you?
0: <laughs>
1: In Job's life, the breaking was losing his children. Hmm. That sounds cruel. What about the children? God's got answers for them. Sometimes the breaking is loss of your status. You were known as this, and now your reputation no longer holds up. Not because you change, but because people change about you. Man, everybody likes me. Not today. (laughs) Not today they don't. Today they mad at you. Today they call you a dirty dog. Today they say you must have always been dirty. I'm telling you, I've been broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't let God's power come out of you until you're broken. Peter was a fisherman, an independent businessman. Him and his family were fishermen. They had not one but two boats. He loans Jesus' his boat. He got it. He's, he's good enough. He's going to shut down business on a day and let Jesus take the boat out. You know, if it, you know my, my father used to say about business if your phone ain't ringing, you ain't eating. <laughs> Keep the phone ringing. But when your, your operation of business is out in the water being used for preaching, You're not catching any fish. As a matter of fact, he hadn't caught fish all night. But after he has an experience with Jesus and Jesus shows him that if you're with me, I can show you how to get what you need, then his pride level rose. I'm with Jesus. I left my business for Jesus. I left everything behind for Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus. And guess what? And he goes out and he sees blessings and all kinds of things happening. All things happening around him. Oh man, look at this, man. He's bragging about the things of God. He, he, man, I, man, I was out walking on water with Jesus, man. Are you kidding me? And then one night when Jesus dies, it all crashes to where he don't even be known as Jesus' disciple. Because Peter had to be broken before he could really be an apostle. <laughs> See, I know, I, have, I know people, I've been around the church a long time, and at one point I was responsible for minister's training, and I know a lot of people who had calls on their life, but they weren't willing to be broken. I had somebody tell me one day, say, look like you just passed us all up. I said, because I'm broken. <laughs> You're going to have to allow yourself to bro- be broken in order to get where God wants you to be, because you can't be who you were and who you want to be at the same time. <laughs> Something's got to go. Something's got to be removed. Something's got to leave here if you're going to be what God wants you to become. And there are some vulnerabilities and some things that you're going to have to have faith toward God toward in your life in order for you to walk where God wants you to walk. And Job was a blessed man. So blessed. In Job chapter 1, there's a conversation going on in heaven concerning Job. He's so blessed. You are blessed when your agenda comes up between God, the almighty, all-creating, all-knowing God, and the devil going to have a conversation about you. (laughs) You're walking in something, amen? Amen. Job is written about in Scripture for your benefit. It's not a mystery that the book of Job is in there. And it's not a mystery of where the book of Job is placed in the Bible. Do you know where it's placed? (laughs) You know what is right before? Y'all need to study your Bible if you don't know what's behind Job. Psalms. Tragedy comes. But it's got to be followed with praise. <laughs> tragedy does not mean you need to go down in a hole. Tragedy means you come out of tragedy and praise. You come out of tragedy with praise. Because praise is a declaration of who God is and the reason it is right behind there is because God gives an illustration of what happens to people when we are in challenging situations and how God will come through. And that means we need to follow that pattern and be praisers of God. Worshippers of the Most High God, worshipers of God, full of the truth concerning who God is and who He is in our lives. We were talking about purpose, potential, and power. And one of the things that you must know is that if you're going to achieve your purpose, if you're going to walk fully out of your potential, if you're going to have the power of God in your life, then guess what? You're going to have to be broken. <laughs> oh yeah. Amen. Like the man that came to Jesus, he said, Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? He said, sell everything you got. (laughs) Give it to the poor. And then you'll have eternal life. And said the man went away sad. Why? Because I wanted to know, but I didn't want to know that. (laughs) I wanted to know, but I haven't made up my mind what the price tag is that I'm willing to pay. See, what happens to most of us when we give our lives to Jesus is that many times we're in crisis situations. We're in bad straits or challenging times. And so we hear the gospel and we say, oh, yes to God. We say yes to God in our crisis. And then when we get blessed, we start to do what happened to the children of Israel. We start forgetting about God. We start forgetting about how good he is. We forget, start forgetting what we got redeemed from. We start getting comfortable and we start being in a position where we're not dialed in. To God's purpose for our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go down to verse uh, 23. In verse 23, Job makes this statement. He says, Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden? In other words, why is God shining light on me and I can't see my way? I know God's light is on me, but I can't see what's next. I can't see my way. Why is it even shining on me? Why God singled me out (laughs) if I'm going to lose everything? If I'm not going to be blessed the way God's promises say, why is it shining on me? And whom God has hedged in, I had God's hedge all around my life. And all of a sudden, why is it not there? Verse 24. Verse 24. For my sighing comes before I eat, and my groanings pour out like water. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna tap into you. I wanna get past our our normal facades. I wanna deal with the realities that we're dealing with as Christians. There was recently a shooting, right? The shooting recently happened in a synagogue we know there have been other church shootings we have all these dangerous things that happen and will we may not talk about it or we talk about it from a political sense in well you know uh, as the president's response is an evil response and i will speak it because i'm not talking about him i'm talking about what he says his evil response was they should have had guns in the church that's foolishness Amen. that statement is foolishness And I will pray for him today and tomorrow. And I won't curse him or criticize him with my mouth. I will say that statement was foolishness. You don't fight evil with evil. And the slope that we are on is a slope that is very difficult to climb back to where we were. So that means the church has to really be focused on being what it's called to be and that is a light in the darkness. The church has to be prepared to be the light in the darkness. But the problem is, is sometimes we find ourselves in the darkness, and the darkness identifies with the Job that's in us. See, in the darkness, Job's story becomes our story when we're in that darkness. And rather than shine, what begins to happen is we begin to rehearse the problems that we are dealing with and the problems that are upon us and the things that happen. And we question and wonder, why did it happen to me? I thought I did everything right. I thought I did all what I was supposed to do. I thought I prayed every day. I thought I worshiped like all I had. I thought I did everything right. Why did it happen to me? It happened to you because God's trying to release what's in you. God cannot release what's in you until your shell is broken and Job had a shell around him and God had to say, Satan, I want you to see what's inside this man of God. Sometimes what's in you has to be pried out of you and it's got to be broken through. You have to be able to be in a position where when it happens that you gather yourself. And you rise in praise. That you gather yourself, you gather all the brokenness around you, and you say, you know what? Faith is the substance of things I've been hoping for and the evidence of what I can't see. And all the things I see broken around me are not enough to say God is not with me. The rest of the book of Job is the story of Job having conversations with people around him, well-meaning people who want to try to make sense of why he's suffering, why make sense of why he's broken, make sense of what happened, what did he must have did wrong, what happened, what's going wrong, why is all this happening to you? This good friends, his loving friends, they want to try to help him, but they can't help him because this help only comes from the Lord. Mm, come on. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. My friends want to help me, but they can't help me because I'm not dealing with flesh and blood. Mm. Last week we talked about the three realms and we talked about the fact that man was born into a realm or he was created into a realm where he was three Things in one. He was spirit, soul, and body, and he lived in all three realms. But the fruit of the garden at which he ate, he no longer was like God. Now he was human. The knowledge of the good and evil was not natural, it was spiritual. So when he ate, he became soul and body. But faith, the substance of things hoped for, is not flesh and it's not soul, it's spirit. That's why without faith, it's impossible to please God because we're still in the flesh without faith. And then sometimes somebody said, said, I overcame my fear by facing my fear. Well, fear is a second realm or a soulless thing. Fear. Adam and Eve had no fear in the spirit. (laughs) Adam and Eve were in the spirit and God was walking around with Adam and Eve and they were walking around with God's presence, not fearing anything. When their eyes were open, they saw who God really was. And they said, i hid myself. When I realized I'm naked, when I realize who I really am, when I saw you, I heard your voice and I said, oh Lord, we got to cover ourselves because we cannot be in God's presence. Amen. But fear does not dwell in the spirit realm. Fear dwells in the soulless realm. And so the only thing you can overcome fear with is something Spiritual. Like I said, people say, you know what? I'm going to overcome my fear by facing my fear. You're not going to overcome your fear. What you're going to do is you're going to logically explain why you shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights, so I'm going to jump out of plane. Okay, great. You know what happens when you get, when you get there? You, they're going to tell you, this is the safest plane you can be in. Our, our parachutes are packed daily by our crack staff. But if you looked out there and you saw one of the crack staff was smoking crack, you wouldn't jump would you you wouldn't face your fear and jump because it no longer is logical to jump (laughs) because you're dealing with logic you're dealing with second realm issues and not the true issue which is a spiritual issue which is dealing with the spirit of God So Job's friends are trying to encourage him. And Job says this thing. He says in verse uh, 25, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Tell your neighbor, say, what you fear is going to come upon you. I want you to, folks I want you to understand what I'm telling you. What you fear has to come upon you.
0: <laughs>
1: what you fear has to come upon you because it's only until you deal with it and you're broken by it will your power over it be revealed. oh lord have mercy listen it's not until you face the thing that you're afraid of that thing which i greatly fear when it comes upon you and you're broken by it that the spirit of god is released and you overcome not by (laughs) your natural means but you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony amen you got to come and deal with the thing you can't Hide from your fear. You can't hide from the things that are come at you. you got to be able to face it straight. Adam, where are you? <laughs> I hid because I was afraid. Yeah, I know. That's what fear does. Fear makes you hide from the thing that you're afraid of. But faith makes you face giants in the valley and say, God is with me. <laughs> faith makes you face what you know you can't conquer. But you know God can. When my mother got a negative report about her health, fear came on me because I can't let my mother die. I got to, oh, I got to fight. Oh, I got to fight. And I'm fighting the devil. I'm fighting the devil. I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the devil. I'm kicking. I'm doing whatever I can to get the devil, right? I'm on the devil. I'm on him. I'm praying and binding and fasting, and I'm traveling, flying back and forth from Oakland, to Atlanta and uh, Atlanta to Oakland. Oakland to Atlanta. I'm going back and forth. Because I'm afraid. But you know what? Someday the thing I feared was gonna have to come at me. My mother wasn't gonna live forever. Someday I was gonna have to face that day. But how I face that day is what the difference is. Not the fact that whether she's gonna die or not. It's appointed to every man wants to die. Everybody's gonna die. Jesus came, I said, I came to give you life, that more abundantly, guess what? You no longer need to be afraid of death. My redemption says I don't need to be afraid of death. Not only my death, but the death of anybody else. I don't have to be afraid of it because I am redeemed. My redemption is not just about me being a nice person. My redemption is about the power of God being manifested in my life to empower me to deal with whatever I face. And that's why it's in you. Mm. Amen. Tell your that I refuse, I refuse. To, live to live in fear. Amen. Do you know why the news tells us bad news all the time? It's not for your edification and education. Do you know why the news is consumed with bad news? Do you know why the news very rarely tells good news? Because that spirit keeps you in fear. It keeps you with a phobia. It keeps you always walking around kind of worried about something. I'm worried about whether I'm going to lose my job. I'm worried about whether I'm going to be homeless next week. I'm worried about whether the, the, the indiquine flu is going to get me. I'm worried about whatever it is. I'm worried about everything. Everything is worry. Everything is worry. And worried people can't walk in faith. Somebody told me one day, said, Oh, there's there's just it's just I just look every time I look at the news, there's more and more stuff. I said there's no more stuff than it was last week. <laughs> the heart of man is desperately wicked. Wicked people have been in earth all, all along. When you read your Bible, there was rapes, murders, fire starting, people ra- raiding people's houses, wars. Everything's been in there a whole way. There is nothing new under the sun. question is, how are we going to deal with it when it comes to us? See, it's not that it's more of it. People wicked as they ever been. They wicked as they ever been. When I grew up, people was wicked. (laughs) We just didn't talk about it. I guarantee you, no matter what neighborhood you grew up, y'all knew if somebody in the neighborhood was the, was the worst. Somebody was the worst in every neighborhood. Oh, they, they the, the blue house, right? Yeah, that house. They all crazy in there. How many of y'all had a blue house in your neighborhood? <laughs> Man, don't mess with them. They all crazy in there. <laughs> And if you lived in the blue house, I I apologize. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) We all live in blue houses, to be honest. (laughs) Amen. The church has to learn to overcome our fears. We have to learn to overcome our fears. There is no choice. We live in a season where the church must be prepared to overcome our greatest fears. And we're going to have to come into valleys when everybody else is standing around. And we're going to have to be the ones to step in the valley, face that giant, and say, I've had to fight a lion, and I've had to fight a bear, and you're going to be no different. See, we're going to have to face poverty. We're going to have to look poverty right in the face. And we're going to have to say, you know what? I have fought lions and bears. You're the same. We're going to have to fight our own mentality concerning money or dealing with issues. We're going to have to fight it. We're going to look it right in the face and say, you know what? I have fought the fight of faith. I fought sickness, and I'm going to fight you too. I'm going to fight you too. And when we fight sickness, we're going to have to fight it with the same thing. I fought this, I fought that, I'm going to fight you too. You know why? Because that's the fight of faith. And faith is not one in the realm of flesh. Faith is one in the realm of spirit. Amen? It's one in the realm of... Spirit. I shared with them this morning. I was uh, having a regular week, and all of a sudden, my energy started getting low. And my thoughts were wandering. And so, you know, I go to work, I'm doing what I got to do, but can't, having a tough time focusing. And then all of a sudden, I had some sad thoughts come in my head. Ooh. And they come and land on your shoulder. And he say, ain't it sad? And he say, yeah, it's sad. And then he say, well, ain't it really sad? Yeah, it's really sad. And you and the bird having your conversation. And you're walking around. Nobody see the bird but you. But you, you're just walking around. And he just reminding you how sad everything is. Oh, wow. What if this was different? What if that was different? Yeah, what if it was different? But it's not different. It is what it is. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So now I had to, by faith, recognize that there's something talking to me. Right. Well, y'all remember that? Dust your shoulders off. Right. Y'all remember all that old, that old thing? Sometimes you've got to dust your shoulders off, not listen to what's sitting there, and then you have to, in faith, reach up and pull down by faith what you need.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, hallelujah. Come on. Turn back to Job chapter, uh, let's go to Job 40. Job and his friends have this whole dialogue, this whole conversation about who's right and who's wrong. And then finally God has to show up and talk to them. (laughs) Job chapter 40 verse 1 says, Moreover the Lord, look what that word says, The Lord answered, Job. Now, you talking, and when the Lord talked back to you? <laughs> man, oh, man. I don't know if you've ever been talking mess, and then the Lord talked to you. <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes I'll get mad about something, and I'm saying what I'm going to do, bloop, 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 and I'm talking about what I'm going to fix, blah, 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 right? And then the Lord talked to you. (laughs) Woo! Amen. You be quiet after that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna do this. And then the voice of the Lord comes. He said, "Well, maybe I'll do what the Lord said." (laughs) Strike of humility. Shall the one who contends with the Almighty? Correct him. <laughs> he who rebukes God, let him answer it. <laughs> God said, "You argue with me. <laughs> you, re- you're rebu- you, really you're rebuking me." <laughs> <laughs> Moreover, the Lord answered, Job and said, shall the one who contends with the Almighty, and he didn't refer to himself as God, he said with the Almighty. <laughs> he said, I got a lot of names I could use right now, but I'm gonna use Almighty right now. Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. He says, since you guys are rebuking me, give me an answer. you contending with me, you know, you, you know what you, so now that I'm talking to you, rebuke me now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Three of y'all, four of y'all all having this conversation, y'all all talking bad. Y'all explaining all the causes and answers in the universe. You're, you're explaining all that, but now that I'm here, now that you rebuke me, let me hear you say it say it to my face, Lord. (laughs) Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed No further. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you indeed annul my judgment? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm like God? Or can you thunder? with a voice like his. (laughs) Then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the rage of your wrath. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in hidden darkness then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. (laughs) He said, if you can do all this stuff, then guess what? I'll say, guess what? Then use your own right hand to fix your problem. (laughs) Amen. If you think you can handle it, you got other things besides what God is revealing, what God is doing. If you think you that bad, then use your own right hand to help yourself oh lord have mercy this is deep water here <laughs> Woo. god goes on to talk about many different things let's go to chapter 42 verse 1 The Lord answered the Lord, excuse me, Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have not uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. He said, Lord, you told me to listen. You told me I was going to have to answer you. So here's my answer. My answer is that I'm going to humble myself before you. Mm. My answer is I don't have an answer. My answer is I've been talking about stuff that I don't understand. My answer is I just yield myself to you right now. Woo! My answer is Lord, I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Woo! Lord, my answer is that Lord, I believe that you have all things in your hand. You have all power in your hand. You're the one who's making my left from my right. You're the one who is ordering my steps. You're the one who's making all things happen before me, even what I didn't understand, the things that I feared, you put them there. Whoa, come on, man. The stuff I was afraid of, you set it in front of me. Whoa, Lord to God. Whoa! Whoa, I hope y'all get the revelation. Whoa, come on. The stuff you're afraid of was set there by God. Oh man. come on! Ooh, come on! Stuff you are afraid of. <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>. <laughs> oh my God! Woo. Verse seven. So it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to Elzaphath. The Temanite, my wrath aroused against you and your two friends, for you not spoken of me what is right, and my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls, seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. Woo, come on. The one in the tragedy's got to pray for the ones that are okay. Come on, come on. When you get in tragedy, you know God's going to use you to pray for those who are not in tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, come on. When you are in the hardest place, God's going to say, you know what? The people trying to correct you, you're going to pray for them. Mm. Mm. Come on, I witnessed it with my own eyes. My brother had died in a tragic accident. My mother had stage four cancer and my mother was sitting in the room and all the people from her church in the black suits came to comfort her as she sat up and spoke life to all of them. Yeah. They come in there to console her and she's sitting up straight talking to them, telling them what God said. Why? Because you know what? You think you're consoling somebody but you need to keep yourself humble. Yeah. Woo, come on, come on. Because God will use people. <laughs> who've been through tragedy and challenge to speak to life to those who think they got it but don't mm. listen i'm not saying nothing about them as a church i'm saying that sometimes we think we're going to console somebody else how many we've all had the experience you go to the hospital to talk to somebody and guess what most of the time when we go to the hospital whew, listen most of the time we go to the hospital with people in terminal situations we get afraid because we're scared to be there ourselves. And so the person who's sitting there ends up encouraging us. Why? Because they're already in it. We're afraid of it. Ooh, come on. Come on. Come on. This is a kingdom principle you got to understand. Sometimes in your tragedy, you got to look up, see God, and then recognize God's going to use me in the middle of this too. Wait, who am I supposed to be praying for right now? Who, who in the middle of my crisis am I supposed to be blessing right now? Because God is with me. And I know He's with me. <laughs> Well, I had, wish I had some people to be excited about this here. Glory to God, hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> so, Elisa, the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Naamanite went and did as the Lord commanded, for the Lord had accepted Job. <laughs> And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. (laughs) Come on. He restored his losses when he prayed. Not because he was crying, not because he was begging God, not because it was a sad situation, but when he prayed, (laughs) when he prayed, that's when God restored (laughs) <laughs> you got some stuff you lost, you're dwelling in tragedy, you need to start praying for somebody else and watch God restore your stuff. Watch God restore to you what's been taken, what's been stolen, what's been broken. You got to start putting yourself in that position of the blessed one. <laughs> I'm not blessed because of stuff I have. I'm blessed because I live in the spirit. I'm blessed because I live in the spirit where stuff gets made, built, and created. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on now. I'm going to read verse 10 one more time. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Hmm. Then all his brothers and his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. Each one of them gave him a piece of silver and each one a ring of gold. Listen, sometimes people come to console you and they're too late because I've already been consoled. (laughs) You're too late. God already consoled me. So thank you for coming. And thank you for leaving something. Yeah. <laughs> but what I needed the most, God took care of already. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> mm, I love the word of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Now the Lord blessed his latter days of Job more than his beginning. Woo! Come on. What does that song say? Your latter will be... Greater. Amen. I was going to sing it, but it's out of my key. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now the Lord blessed his latter days of Job more than the beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He called the name of the first. Jemina, the name of the second, Keziah, and the name of the 3rd Karen Keren-Hapuch. In all the land, there were found no women, so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. Listen, in Israel at the time, the women didn't get an inheritance, only the sons. So he said, man, I got enough, I got enough to bless all my sons and my daughters. Come on. Amen. Come on. Come on. Sisters say, yeah, give me my inheritance. <laughs> Amen. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. Tell somebody I need to see four generations behind me. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you ain't seen four. You need to say, I ain't going
0: nowhere.
1: Come on. So Job died old and full of old days, full of days, full of days. Hallelujah. Come on. Dealing with your fear. Dealing with your fear. Do not let fear overwhelm you. God is with you. Do not let fear come against you. Face it. Face that which you are afraid of. Call on the Lord and let him bless you. If it looks dark around you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You've got to pass through the shadow or the valley of the shadow of death and not fear the evil around you because God is with you. Amen? The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Therefore, whom shall I be afraid? Whoa, come on. Come on. My money is not my light or my salvation. Come on. Come on. My feelings are not my light or my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And I will not fear. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Philippians four, chapter eight. well you got to fight fear. Actually, let's skip that. I don't have enough time. Go to First uh, John chapter four. First John chapter four. Praise the Lord. This was not my message. It's God's message. Amen. I haven't looked at the, I haven't looked at the book of Job in at least a year and a half. The Holy Spirit is working. Receive what he's saying. Amen. 1 John chapter 4 verse 12. I did not prepare that whatsoever. That's the Holy Ghost talking. Let's go. I want you to receive it as such. Amen. John chapter 12 4 1 John let me get it right. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Mm, mm, mm. Skip down to verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? As he is, so are you in this world. Mm. (laughs) The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? As he is, so are you in this world. Do you understand that if you shine and bring salvation to people, you can encourage them not to be afraid? Yes. You're not God, but you like Him. You're in His image. And when you come to people and you bring light and salvation, you cancel fear in their lives. Come on. Come on. Tell your neighbor, say, You're a fear breaker. Fear, fear, come on. Come on. You're a fear breaker. tell them again so you're a fear breaker I mean it when I say it (laughs) come on verse 17 love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment I'm not even afraid to be judged by God (laughs) amen adam was afraid of god's voice in the garden i'm not afraid of god's voice because i have a covering i have the blood of jesus i have boldness to enter the presence of the lord because i have the salvation of god in me i can have boldness to access the throne of grace to find help in any time of need i have i don't have to i'm not adam I don't have to be afraid of God's voice. If we're in this place and we're worshiping and we hear the voice of God, I would not be afraid. I wouldn't run. I'd say, oh, I I hear the voice of God. Stephen was being stoned and the angels of God appeared to him and he was not afraid of what was happening around him. Because why? Because heaven had opened to him. Hmm. Listen, when you're in the fear mode, the Satan is trying to cut heaven off from you. He's trying to seal you in the second realm where nothing but your thoughts and your imaginations have anything that you can work with. That's why you got to fight the good fight of faith. Keep that stuff off of you so that you have access to the voice of God. So that you can be that voice of God in the earth. Amen. Amen. Come on. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Job was on his own. Heaven and earth were having a battle and Job only had the voice of his friends to comfort him until god chose to speak but now now after the cross of jesus after his death his burial his resurrection from the dead after he walks around 50 days on the earth to the day of pentecost excuse me 40 days and then 50th day on the day of pentecost when the holy spirit comes we now have been sealed with the holy (coughs) spirit of promise And we can hear God's voice without fear. So when you're in your Job kind of crisis, incline your ear to hear what he would say to you. Don't argue with him when he speaks. When you want to justify why you shouldn't be going through what you're going through, don't argue with God. Just say, Lord, thank you for breaking me. Thank you for releasing what's in me. And thank you whatever comes out gonna be glorious <laughs> amen whatever comes out is gonna be glorious and then he says this he said guess what he said now on top of everything else he said i'm gonna give you my character god is love so i'm gonna pour the love of god on you i'm gonna pour it in your heart by the holy spirit and when that love comes guess what Somebody's going to have to come and agitate you so I can break you and release the love. And make yes, <laughs> 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 do. Hallelujah. That is a perfected woman right there. Because <laughs> she lived with a shell breaker. <laughs> Woo, she's a perfected woman, man. I, I've seen to that. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: Mm, mm.
1: Your fears come upon you, but thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your people today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit speaking to us today. Thank you for going and taking us beyond the veil. Thank you for speaking to our hearts today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are so kind. Your loving kindness is beyond our understanding. We thank you that even as we've received that Holy Spirit, Lord, we thank you that everyone here who has found themselves in a Job season, I thank you for cracking the shell. I thank you that what's inside of us this treasure in earthen vessels hallelujah thank you for releasing the treasure that's in us thank you that some of our treasure was buried so deep that we we've never seen it Mm. but i thank you for releasing the treasure in us hallelujah holy spirit we thank you for releasing the treasure Mm. hallelujah I thank you out of tragedy you are bearing new gifts new seasons in our lives glory to God Lord we thank you that by our tragedies we find your face yes and your face is glorious to us Mm. hallelujah lord today allow the healing to flow through us let the spiritual truth overwhelm the soulless realm where we have dwelt maybe in grief or in pain and lord i thank you for overflowing and pouring out your spirit on all flesh that the Holy Spirit would overwhelm our sadness and bring new life where only death appeared to be. Glory to God. I thank you that whatever the enemy has stolen from us, he will restore it sevenfold because we'll face him and take it. We thank you, Lord, that relationship have been stolen from us they will not remain stolen take them back in the name of jesus we thank you lord that things that have been broken lord we thank you that though they are physically broken you have fully repaired them in the spirit and we reach in and we pull them down right now by faith in the name of jesus thank you that which is missing which is broken which is damaged i thank you right now in the name of jesus for restoring it hallelujah and we receive it by faith. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that this is a place of healing and health. This is a place of abundance and overflow. We thank you right now for overflow in the lives of everyone here, right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Praise the Lord and thank you for listening. Hopefully this message was a blessing to you, and today's message was titled, Face It. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you'll find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. Once again, that site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. You can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.